When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, what other conclusion could anyone conceivably reach right now? Good morning to you. Good Sunday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is a special edition of Daily Shot of Steelers. Normally comes your way bright and early every weekday. Colts 30, Steelers 13 here in Indianapolis. And this after the visitors had built a 13-0 lead. Everything, kind of like the season itself, just began to disintegrate. And then it would get worse. And then it would get worse. And that's where we are now, my friends, in a quarter century of covering this team professionally. This is as low as I've seen them. Not necessarily as low in the standings or as low in terms of hurt or pain from a really, really difficult loss or anything like that. I'm talking about as low as I ever thought I'd see them when it comes to just plain old performance. But you know what? Don't take it from me. Listen to the entire first full minute of Mike Tomlin's postgame press conference. All right, man, let's be honest, right? We're a fundamentally poor football group right now. We're playing losing football, and um, I take responsibility for that. Um, by losing football, I mean we're just not doing fundamental things well enough. We're not. Um, we're turning the ball over. We're highly penalized. We don't play good in situations, and so I'm just acknowledging that. Um, I don't necessarily have the answers as we sit here today. If I had the answers, we'd have played differently today. Um, but I will acknowledge, man, things won't continue the way that they are. Um, we're not going to keep doing the same things that we're doing and, and expect or hope for a different result. Um, and so we got a seven-day turnaround. We'll see what those seven days hold for us. Um, but I'm just acknowledging right now that we're playing losing football, and I own that. Um, not a good day. Ever heard him talk like that? I'm not asking if you're in favor of keeping him or anything like that. We'll get to that, okay? I'm just asking here in this moment, have you ever heard him talk like that? Have you ever heard him sound like that? I know that answer. Here's another one. This is a question that I had for TJ Watt. What's missing, TJ? That's a good question. Um, if I had that answer, I would... I'm going to tell you right now, but I think it's a combination of a lot of things. And uh, that's what we need to figure out and solve as quick as possible moving forward because we have a game in uh, a week. I would ask if you ever heard TJ sound like that, except that you can barely hear him. That's not an audio flaw on our end. I had to lean forward to make out what he was saying, not the one who asked. This isn't like anything else. In the team's recent history, 
in large part because as Tomlin replied to me when I'd later ask what was wrong with the running game, why the running game couldn't get going against the NFL's number 26 run defense. And he began to respond and then he cut himself off and just basically said everything, everything was like that. So which is it? That's going to be what gets debated, I think, over the next few days. Is it that they quit? Is it that they're not very good? Is it that they're, I don't know, saving themselves from getting hurt near the end of a season? Is it that they don't believe in the game plan? Is it that the coaches don't know how to administer a game plan? Is it that there's a lack of discipline? Is it all of the above? Is it everything the way the coach himself said of this particular performance? Because if it is, and there's plenty of evidence to suggest that that's the case, then how, how does Tomlin remain employed beyond the end of this season? meaning in Pittsburgh, meaning by Art Rooney. How does that happen? How does Rooney, who was here, he's always at the games, how does Rooney watch something like this and take no significant action at the end of the season? And there isn't another significant action he could take other than replacing the head coach if he's doing his job. I think... Everyone sees that now. He can't just come in and say, Mike, I'm going to get you some young hotshot coordinators. Brandon Staley just got fired by the Chargers and we're going to bring him in and we're going to bring in some hot new DC and we're going to change a lot of the things that we, he, he knows that won't work. He knows that won't fly. He now has a lot of evidence among the good that Tomlin has done, that these things won't apply. He won't accept coordinators who could replace him. He won't accept game plans or methodologies that fly in the face of the way he's done things with complete control for 17 years now. He knows that. He knows that even in the event that he were to bring in somehow through some processes better players or upgrades at certain positions, that his head coach won't necessarily play them. My goodness. Of all the times I've complained about Najee Harris's use over Jalen Warren's, I've never seen something this egregious as what happened here. No matter what Harris would do, He'd be right back out there for the next series, and he'd take that handoff on first down, and by gosh, he'd go nowhere. And then, in a great rarity for Harris, he'd fumble and cost his team what ended up being the winning touchdown for Indianapolis. What's the fix for that? What's the cure? What's the, the instruction or uh, outright order? that Rooney could give to Tomlin that would change that. There isn't one. There isn't one. So when you hear 
in that audio that I played earlier that Tomlin wants to set some things right and he's not just going to keep them the way they are, he doesn't. He doesn't have a choice in that matter. He is spectacularly set in his ways. The only person who can make the change that's needed is Rooney. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Scott who says, DK, I'm sitting at home, and I get that it's easy to criticize the quarterback for dumping off or for not throwing downfield, but we don't get to see in watching a TV if other wide receivers are open. For Mitch Trubisky and for Kenny Pickett this season, are the Steelers' wide receivers not getting open, or are these just bad decisions by the quarterback? Well, as always, Scott, it's not going to be 100% of one and 0% of the other. You're going to have a mix. I can tell you that of late, I've seen the receivers doing a better job of getting open. I thought they actually did okay in that regard here. But if you don't mind, Scott, my hijacking your question a little bit here to make a slightly different point. What I believe you might miss out on the most in watching TV versus seeing it in the stadium live is how quickly these quarterbacks and their pockets are being collapsed. I'm seeing a lot of delayed blitzes that again, aren't going to show up on your screen. One second, there's just going to be somebody all over your QB, but you don't know where they came from. You don't know how they got missed. This offensive line and these tight ends Don't separate the tight ends from the blocking schemes ever when you're discussing that. The offensive linemen, the tight ends, and to whatever extent they're responsible on a given play, the running backs are missing everybody. And as a result, every opponent is now coming with a lot of these linebacker blitzes, and there's no answer for them. When one of them gets dialed up, it's either a sack or a big hurry. Not just a little hurry that makes the quarterback think, oh, no, I'd better throw it somewhere else. No, this is the quarterback thinking, I'm going to die here. That's how bad these are. I mentioned to Corey Crisson, our reporter from DK Pittsburgh Sports, who's here in Indianapolis with me. I said, man, did the Steelers give up some doozies when it comes to sacks. Like, they don't mess around. The sacks are are these swarms of humanity that engulf the quarterback. And for anyone who has suggested over the course of this season that maybe we don't know, specifically pointing back to to Pickett, what the Steelers have in him, they might be right. I don't know what Kenny would look like if he weren't under duress, but he is all the time. And hey, guess what question I asked Mitch last night after the game. Did you feel like you were under duress most of this game? 
Um, they have a good front. They got some pressure. I know they got some sacks. We got to score more points. It never stops. It hasn't stopped now for three years. That's how long the Marquise Pouncey group, that had been around for almost a decade, was in charge of the offensive line. And wow, will Pittsburgh never, ever, ever take for granted a solid offensive line again. Because it it's just been a disaster ever since. Yeah, there's been some decent rushing performances, but the pass blocking's been awful. Now, is that the line into which the Steelers have invested tens of millions of dollars and now a first-round pick and even capital to move up in the first round is, of course, being for Broderick Jones? Chooks Okorafor signed for a ton of money to stay. James Daniels signed for a ton of money. Isaac Selmalu signed for a ton of money. Dan Moore is a draft pick. Kevin Dotson was allowed to leave. He was moved to a position that he's more comfortable going to right guard instead of left guard. But the Steelers had already signed Daniels to play right guard, even though Daniels could have been a center. And Daniels being at center would keep everyone from having to see Mason Cole's struggles this year. This has been bungled in every single step. Of each of the past three years, now encompassing two general managers. What's the common denominator? Who's involved in all of these things? That's right. It's the head coach. My goodness. I, 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 I can't believe that we even pause for a second to pick out one specific facet of what's wrong with this football team. Even that feels silly. That's how bad this is. But you know what? (sighs) Three more games. Still three more games. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. And if, in fact, the sun comes up tomorrow, we're going to do another one of these shows. 